Hi, I'm Phil Albertelli from The Week in Doubt. And what is it? Almost 6 a.m. in the morning. I haven't even been to bed yet. Uh, my sleep schedule's been turned upside down this weekend. And I'm probably still inebriated, too. But, uh, all right. I know I already released an episode earlier in the week. But there was something I wanted to respond to. And I figured, why wait? Why even wait till I sober up? I was watching a live stream last Sunday, I think it was, and at one point the subject of religion and atheism came up, and then Richard Dawkins specifically was mentioned, and being an atheist, agnostic, atheist, skeptic, non-believer, whatever the hell you want to call me, you can imagine how my ears probably pricked up when uh, atheism and Dawkins were mentioned. Now, the live stream in question took place on Count Jacula's channel. You might be wondering who or what is Count Jacula. Well, Count Jacula, drinking game word or phrase of the week, is a fairly successful YouTuber on this one channel alone. I think it's entitled The Count Jacula Show. He has about 13,000 subscribers, so significantly more than me. Now, I think Jacula has been around for several years, but I just discovered him recently. He seems like a pretty cool guy, and I really like his content. He does skits, horror movie reviews, live streams, of course, and uh, sometimes he'll even touch on some social or political issues. I think I first became aware of him a couple of weeks back while watching videos by this guy who calls himself Morg. Jacula did a takedown video, and it appeared in the suggested video column on YouTube. And I should probably take a minute to explain who Morg is. Uh, this is kind of like a Morg, it's almost like a Halloween episode. Morg and uh, Count Jacula. Uh, the name of his YouTube channel is Morg Official, if you're interested. So it turns out he's this kind of sideshow performer who does these kind of intense tricks involving hooks and nails, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, so maybe kind of like a human blockhead or sword swallower, I don't know exactly. And he's gained notoriety by appearing on TV and I think even hosting his own show. So a fairly well-known guy. And appearance-wise, he's got kind of a Marilyn Manson thing going on. Long, straight hair, pale skin, black clothes, and uh, goth makeup. And if you watch his early content, Morg that is, a lot of it's kind of standard atheist fare. And I don't say that as an insult, quite the contrary. Uh, there, there are some decent videos criticizing the dangers of religion and literal belief, that sort of thing. And then not too long ago, all of a sudden, things started to take a bizarre turn. He released a video entitled How or Why Science is the New Religion or, or something to that effect. Uh, I think it's uh, how, so maybe it's why, I don't know. But anyway, um, and, and he was basically denouncing mainstream empirical or quote-unquote materialist science and offering his own philosophy as an alternative or as he would say it, quote-unquote, our philosophy. He also began speaking as if he were the representative of some established organization or movement. He claims that his philosophy, which he refers to as Hyperionism, is superior to empirical science because science relies on sense data and inductive reasoning, while his philosophy supposedly relies on mathematics and deductive reasoning.
I was tempted to do a response video of my own, but Jacula and The Amazing Atheist already published some brilliant takedown videos, and I don't think that I could have really added much. Since then, Morg has released some other videos. One of his most recent ones is entitled How Mathematics Proves the Existence of the Soul, or, or something like that. He did one in particular that really screamed bullshit to me. It was called something like do higher entities exist? And it's basically him asserting that beings known as watchers in the apocryphal book of Enoch are real beings. Uh, how he claims to know that, I, I have no idea. Now, Count Jacula, he self-identifies as a Satanist. He specifically belongs to the uh, Satanic Temple, which is a non-theistic organization you can basically break Satanism into two categories, uh, theistic and non-theistic Satanism. I think theistic Satanism, where people actually literally believe in Satan, is the rarer of the two. Both the Church of Satan and the Satanic Temple are non-theistic. It's basically atheism with some ritual and psychodrama thrown in. The Satanic Temple in particular has been in the news a lot the past few years due to their activism uh, focusing on separation of church and state issues. So I was under the impression that Jacula was probably like myself, an agnostic atheist or something like that. He did confuse me a little, though. I was watching a live stream a while back in which he was talking about some kind of spiritual or visionary experiences he had, well, on psychedelics, I think. He was talking about encountering specific demonic entities or something to that effect. I'm not sure how figurative or literal his interpretation of those experiences is. Uh, does he view them as being symbolically potent or valuable, but not necessarily quote-unquote real? Or does he actually believe he encountered demonic entities? I don't know. And I myself have a keen interest in things like demonology, mythology, spiritual symbolism, etc. But at the end of the day, being a skeptic, I don't believe in any of that, literally. Um, for my own enjoyment, I'll often read up on things like alchemy or fall asleep watching Aleister Crowley uh, documentaries, etc. But nevertheless, uh, still a skeptic. But anyway, let's finally get to this video. And I should say that trying to track down and isolate the 10-minute clip or whatever it was was a bit of a monumental task, something akin to searching for the proverbial needle in a haystack. Because the full stream is about 11 hours long, not kidding. So it starts out with Jacula and two guests discussing idolatry or graven images or something like that. They're basically talking about religious prohibitions against creating... Uh, representations of the human form, I think. Uh, kind of like what we find in ancient Judaism and in Islam, specifically certain sects of Islam which prohibit depictions of the Prophet Muhammad, peace and dressing be upon him. I almost contemplated editing this bit out, but it's rather short, so why not leave it in, I guess. Anything, because if anything could actually end up being God and you're not allowed to draw God. A lot of Muslims actually um, don't fully believe this completely. And that whole with the, the Muhammad drawings, it's actually a niche group yeah. who got angry. It's yeah, a really yeah, little that's, group. That's the, uh, that's the people of but like the, the Ayatollahs the and shit. Is, 
they're willing to take things to extremes. That makes well, you think all of them are like that. True, but no, they want you to think they're all like that um, because they okay. don't care about those other people because they've got the truth, right? And when you think you got the truth, you think you fucking represent everybody and everyone who doesn't agree with you, well, they're heretics. They're not real Muslims. Hi. We That's have, the way that shit works. All oh, that works in every the, religion. We actually have the same thing in every kind of group you can imagine, even atheists. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah totally. Who who love to who love to beat their own heart and say we are not like the Christian when actually they are more like the Christians. Yeah, yeah. like age, my favorite Renaissance. I mean, I mean, well, probably a bit of a language barrier there, but I don't ever think I've beat my own heart. I was just tempted to work blue a little. I, I've beaten other things, but not my heart. Uh, yeah. But seriously, suggesting that atheists are worse than Christians when it comes to what exactly? If he's suggesting that atheists are on par even worse than Christians when it comes to proselytizing, he might have something of a point, but I don't really care. I don't think there's anything wrong with passionately and publicly promoting reason and empiricism, say like Richard Dawkins, the late great Christopher Hitchens, David Silverman, or other prominent atheists. I'd rather have someone publicly pushing or promoting science and reason than I would superstition and man-made religious dogma. I know certain atheists can come across as obnoxious or elitist, but still, I don't think you can compare it to someone peddling bullshit who tells you you're going to go to hell if you don't believe what they believe. Yeah, well, think about that. that this is what I found out was really fucking funny. Do you know what the big hot button issue in the skeptic world is besides feminism? Um, no. Climate change. That's the other Seriously? big argument they always say. I'm serious. Yeah, I'm dead yeah, serious. I, I am dead serious. We have climate change deniers in... In, in the oh. skeptic community, yes, absolutely. In the atheist skeptic community, there are a lot of climate change deniers. I am not kidding you, even a little bit. You know, it's it's distressing, isn't it? Well, something's certainly distressing. But I'm still trying to wrap my head around this one. As far as I know, most atheists, generally speaking embrace a scientific worldview, and the scientific consensus seems to be that climate change is real. Well, obviously it's real. I guess the crux of the debate is how much of it is man-made. There are, of course, conservative and libertarian atheists out there, but I think most atheists tend to be somewhat left-leaning and, as I said, fully embrace modern science, which suggests man-made climate change is a reality. So I'm not quite sure what Jackula is talking about, unless he's referring to the larger divide or schism between the so-called SJWs and anti-SJWs, SJW being a kind of pejorative or sarcastic acronym or abbreviation for social justice warrior. Not all anti-SJW types are necessarily skeptics or atheists. A lot of them are actually these young kind of far-right Breitbart Trump types. And now you might find some climate change deniers among that crowd, no doubt. I just... The, the problem Where do I is... sound up to be a Satanist? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Those people have fun. That's why, well, hey, hey, I, I can't fault you for that. I went that route. <laughs> you know? I'm looking forward to more of your Satanic videos explaining that stuff. <laughs>
Actually, the problem is with the skeptic community is we're taking something, you know, an action you can and make it to an identity. An identity everybody can tell you it's not a good identity. Yeah. If you really yeah, begin to think about it, if if if, if, if was talking about, you talk you talk about atheism, right, uh, Rasmus? Uh, yeah, no, skepticism. Oh, skepticism. Okay. Yeah, atheism. Atheism. I don't have a problem with individuals who are uh, atheist. I have a problem with a country who try to be atheist. Well, good to know he doesn't have a problem with individuals being atheists, very generous. But in fairness, I kind of get his concern regarding a quote-unquote atheist government. I like the idea of a government promoting science and secular or enlightenment values, uh, separation of church and state, etc. But I don't like the idea of a government telling people what they can or can't believe or obstructing religious freedom. As long as you're not harming anyone, I think people should be allowed to believe or not believe whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, Russia. also, also large group lead by uh, what's called uh, Richard Dawkins. That man is... Yeah, fun. yeah. Well, oh, God, yeah. He's in, like... he, he was a smart man, now he's nuts. Richard Dawkins was a smart man, but now he's nuts. I strongly disagree, but let's see where this goes. Yeah, it's it's really Wait, it's Dawkins. Dawkins is, hmm. What do you say? Uh, Richard Dawkins. Dawkins has a real has two major problems. He has two major blind spots. Um, and this is very obvious. One, he is really good at arguing. On ha on uh, on behalf of evolution, obviously that's his thing, evolutionary biology. Um, he's also really good at dismantling religious arguments, but he is absolute dog shit at anything that requires one to have an understanding of anything beyond human capacity, and he's also really bad in the world of sec of gender equality. He's actually pretty awful. Um, because he doesn't get it. I don't know how else to say it other than he just doesn't get it. I don't think that he thinks women are lesser people, but I do think that this, a lot of the shit he says is sexist as fuck. You know, where it's like, Richard, um, Mr. Dawkins, is this not, in fact, an incredibly sexist thing to say? Well, I don't think so. I didn't ask if you thought so. Like, really think about it. This is a pretty fucked up thing you just said. You know, if women weren't so afraid of being approached in elevators, men wouldn't harass them in elevators? Now, that's not literally what he said, but that's the inevitable conclusion that you come to when you looked at his argument. Okay, so I think I kind of get where Jacula is coming from here. I'm not saying I agree, but at least I'm able to follow his argument. So Richard Dawkins, who I believe thinks of himself as a kind of classic or old school feminist, as opposed to, say, a third wave feminist, is strongly in favor of women's rights and against the oppression of women, not only in the West, but in places like parts of the Muslim world, where we still have things like honor killings, arranged marriages, and genital mutilation. 
So Jackula mentioned asking women out on dates in elevators. This goes uh, a few years back to something that infamously became known as Elevator Gate. A fairly prominent atheist-slash-feminist blogger and podcaster by the name of Rebecca Watson was at some sort of atheist or skeptic convention. At around 3 or 4 in the morning, she gets on an elevator, and a fellow convention-goer, who she didn't really know, also boards the elevator and asks her if she'd like to go back to his place for coffee. Now, Rebecca was very put off by this and had even released a video instructing other guys not to replicate this kind of behavior. It became this point of contention for people in the atheist-slash-skeptic community. Some thought she was making much ado about nothing, while others, mostly fellow feminists, sided with her. Dawkins ended up publishing a satirical letter online entitled... Dear Muslima, the point of the letter was to highlight the disparity between what Rebecca Watson, quote-unquote, suffered being asked out for a coffee in an elevator and the plight of women in the Muslim world. So a lot of people side with Dawkins, while others found his Dear Muslima letter to be somewhat tone-deaf or insensitive. Maybe I should stop to explain how I first became aware of Elevator Gate. Now, I came to my atheist worldview on my own. No one convinced me. I wasn't indoctrinated. So when I started my podcast several years ago, maybe four or five years ago now, wow, I was pretty naive or unaware of certain aspects of the so-called atheist community. And it wasn't until I had started researching an episode on atheist infighting that I even learned about Elevator Gate, Gamergate, Atheism Plus, etc. I ended up doing a couple of episodes on that stuff, and it ended up costing me a female listener. There was a girl or a young woman who used to listen to the show. She happened to be a feminist, and I think she taught at a college, too. She was very friendly and supportive. Uh, she both liked the Weekend Out Facebook page and also sent me a friend request via my personal FB page, which I ended up accepting, even though I sometimes feel a little weird or self-conscious about accepting personal friend requests from listeners or people I don't really know. But I didn't want to be rude, so I accepted. Now, this person was constantly getting in touch, messaging me, singing my praises. Then I did those two episodes on Gamergate slash Elevatorgate. And she took issue with some of what I had to say and pulled the plug, withdrew her Patreon support, and completely cut ties. The weird thing is, I thought the views I expressed in those episodes were fairly measured. Uh, oh well, been a while since I talked about that. You can probably tell I'm still a little bitter. Uh, I'm not bitter about her pulling her Patreon support or anything like that. It's just, um, I, I don't think it's necessary to stop being friends with someone or to break contact with someone just because you have a difference of opinion on some issues. Uh, I, I don't even think the differences were probably that big, uh, at least in my opinion. And we probably agreed on more things otherwise than we disagreed on. Since doing this podcast, I've befriended Christians online, uh, befriended fellow atheists who are maybe uh, more right-leaning than I am. And why not? Why let certain differences of opinion get in the way of engaging in a civil dialogue with, with others or even forming friendships with others? And uh, I think that's what's stuck in my craw is that 
I'm a pretty accepting person, so, you know, this person went out of the way to befriend me. Then I say a couple of things she doesn't like in passing during a couple of episodes of, you know, the couple of hundred that I had under my belt at the time. And that's it, you know. And the weird thing is, I don't call myself a feminist. Maybe it's like a stupid macho thing on my part. I don't, I just don't like wearing that particular title. I don't like labeling myself in general. I mean, even feel somewhat self-conscious referring to myself as an atheist sometimes, which is why I always probably try to go out of my way to clarify I'm an agnostic atheist, technically. Although, sincerely, I do think that is the label that most uh, appropriately fits my worldview, agnostic atheist. Uh, but all that being said, even if I don't refer to myself as a feminist, I think I'm someone who has a deep respect for women, who believes in equality for women. So, yeah, actually, when I think about it, at this point in my life, I think I probably almost have more female friends than I have male friends. I still have the guys in my band and some other male friends, but uh, many of the people I hang out with who I go to, like, get-togethers with, uh, frequently, uh, a lot of them are female friends, platonic female friends. So I, I can't even remember like, what it was I said that was so offensive. She might have just uh, taken offense at how I handled Elevator Gate, perhaps. And speaking of that, I think my initial thoughts on Elevator Gate were something to the effect that I didn't really care for Rebecca Watson. But I get why a girl or woman might feel uncomfortable being approached or propositioned by a stranger on an elevator. In full disclosure, I think I did poke fun of Rebecca a little, and maybe I was being a little too cavalier in the way I kind of downplayed the situation. In retrospect, I still agree with Dawkins that comparatively, uh, what women have to deal with in certain parts of the Muslim world or even here in the West, women who suffer domestic abuse, etc., uh, that's a lot worse than being asked out for coffee in or on an elevator. But that being said, I think I've softened or become even more sympathetic concerning the fear or discomfort that some women might feel in a situation like that. Generally speaking, guys tend to be on average larger or more physically aggressive than women. So I definitely get how uncomfortable or threatening it might feel to be trapped in a confined space with a dude you don't know and have uh, him hit on you. But that being said, as much as I like Jackula, I think painting Dawkins as some sort of sexist or misogynist is quite a stretch. I think some people mistake Dawkins' kind of British stiff upper lip for a certain coldness. But if you really listen to Dawkins, this is a guy who's a humanist, someone who might not pull any punches when it comes to religion, but is nevertheless a sensitive human being who cares deeply about people and also cares deeply for our fellow animals, for that matter, too. You're like, dude. Some no, leave. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was like, well, here's what, to be honest, here's what I really felt is like, all right, Mr. Dawkins. I'm just going to be very blunt. You are a nerd. There is nothing wrong with this, except that nerds are fantastically historically bad at implementing and understanding social interaction. So let's not pretend you're the authority on how men and women should treat each other. Yeah. 
Let's and let's actually, let's someone else handle that one. Let's be honest, nerds don't usually get laid. All right, so oh boy, I don't know if I necessarily agree that Richard Dawkins is a nerd. It's become kind of a, a cute thing to think of scientists as nerds in general. Sometimes scientists themselves will even refer to themselves as nerds. But usually what they mean by that is that they proudly embrace science or nerdy pop culture, Star Trek, etc. Not that they're socially awkward freaks who don't know how to properly interact with other human beings. Are there people out there who kind of exemplify the nerd stereotype? People who are, you know, socially awkward, you try to speak to them, but you get the feeling that they're not quite all there. Sure, but there's also a lot of highly intelligent, scientifically minded people who are really engaging and charming, too. Is Dawkins socially awkward? I, I don't know. Speaking as a straight dude, if you look at early pictures and video footage of Dawkins, I think he used to host an educational kind of show. He was a pretty handsome and well-spoken young guy. For most of his life, he's been in relationships or been married, so I don't think he's necessarily awkward around the fair sex. But I don't know what goes on behind the scenes in Dawkins' world, to be honest. But the Sir Dawkins' world... That, that would be like a great alternative to like, I don't know, Disneyland or something, but the, uh, or the Ark Encounter. But the assertion that he shouldn't have a say in how to treat other people or, or uh, interactions between the sexes, uh, I actually think he's a pretty caring guy. In fact, many of his objections to religion are morally based. Uh, you can see how he's bothered by things like the psychological abuse or trauma that children sometimes suffer because of religion, or once again, how much he cares about the suffering or treatment of women in certain parts of the Muslim world. And as far as for uh, getting laid, something tells me Dawkins has probably been laid a lot more than the talking eyeball in the upper part of the screen. And for my audio-only uh, listeners... Um, one of the people has an avatar of, like, a, a pencil sketch of an eye. It's actually a pretty good sketch. I'll give them that. Yeah, it's yeah, a little bit you, of that. You forget a completely other, um, <clears throat> uh, another weakness of him. Yeah? His hypocrisy about uh, the bad things about religion and why he is not religious. Um, how so? Um, flock mentality, unlogical, uh... Uh, mm -hmm. lack of reason uh, and logic ba um, conclusions about different things and all that. I have seen the man literally say that religious people should be marked and hunted down. Oh. No. So in fairness to uh, Jacula there, uh, the way he's saying no, I, I can't tell if he disagrees with what this other person is saying with their claim, or... If he's saying no because he's buying into it and he's disgusted by the behavior. Um, but citation, please. I mean, marked and hunted down. Are, are you sure you're not confusing Dawkins with Heinrich Himmler or something or something you saw in the Hunger Games? Really, Richard Dawkins said religious people should be marked and hunted down. I, I, I don't know what's happening right now. Uh, help. Someone help me. Is the Mandela effect uh, going on? Am I in a parallel universe where Dawkins is a member of some genocidal Gestapo? Uh, or, or maybe there's a more likely explanation, like this kid has no idea what he's talking about. 
Uh, someone try to find that quote. If someone can find Dawkins actually saying that, that he wants people, religious people marked and hunted down, I'll, I'll send you a package of cinnamon bears. And, and once the government collapses, that's going to be the new currency. And the only caveat is it has to be a clip of him saying it in earnest. Um, if he's, I don't even think he would say something like that facetiously, but believe it or not, he does at times have a pretty good sense of humor, but you can tell when the guy's joking. Uh, I doubt he said it either way. To an atheist no. uh, meeting place and people just, oh, you know, it's Dawkins. That, that's getting into that anti-theism stuff, which is like atheism plus or no, whatever no, no. the fuck. It's no, 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 no. Atheism plus was something else, actually. I use that as an accident. I didn't mean atheism plus. I meant anti-theism. It's like atheism and then more. It's like going too far into your atheism views that you have to hunt down the religions and stop them from being religious. Ladies and gentlemen, the peanut gallery has seized control. The lunatics are taking over the asylum. So anti-theism essentially means that you're opposed to the belief in any deity, not that you want to hunt down religious people. Is this real life? That's what anti-theism is. Possibly. Hats off to Jackula there. He's like, I don't think so, but I don't want to be a dick. So I'll very cautiously in an uncertain tone say possibly. Um, Antitheism is uh, the belief in uh, religion is the reason everything uh, goes wrong in the world. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, my opinion is that no, that's not the case. People, people find excuses. Because we have a world. Yeah, the world is imperfect, and people love to have excuses. Mm. If you have a god, you can blame him. Um, because even though people get mad if you say God is responsible for all the wars in the world or something like that, they don't get as mad as if you just blamed them. You know, yeah. so you need a God to blame. You know, people like having that. I think it's, this all comes down to one fundamental fact that people don't realize. And when they do realize it, they try to escape it. No matter what you do, no matter what happens, you will die. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are not the special snowflake that will live forever. And in all likelihood... You don't know if there's anything after, and it could be you. This is all you get. And actually, that is the biggest I... um, weapon religion has. So now they're pretty much sounding like atheists. So all this pissing and moaning, and you guys are atheists like me and that horrible boogeyman Richard Dawkins. I'll be charitable and say you're probably agnostic atheists like me and uh, most other atheists. And just to reiterate, and man, if I had a quarter for every time I read the definition of agnostic atheist on the show, I'd, well, probably have like a buck 25. Agnostic atheists are atheistic because they do not hold a belief in the existence of any deity, and agnostic because they claim that the existence of a deity is either unknowable in principle or currently unknown in fact. In fairness, maybe that fits your worldview, maybe it doesn't. In all seriousness, uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but damn, you guys are kind of sound like atheists. Yeah. 
fear of death. It, it is such a weapon because yeah. if you don't have the full atheism view, that it's like being unborn, just no existence. It is yeah. just soul crushed. Actually, Actually um, can I say something? Go for it. Go for it, Rasmus. Actually, if we follow Sean Kierkegaard's argument to why it's not good to be an atheist, it is basically because it is a situation where you have no reason to do anything anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there there is a bit of that. Unless you take a purse have a personal stake in your personal you, you have to put something as greater than yourself. Yeah. You know, even ironically, no. if it even if it's the idea of other people being sovereign. Yeah. You know, that that that's enough. That's good enough. So maybe they're not atheists. I, I don't know what's going on. That one dude seems critical of organized religion, and the other one, the talking eyeball guy, uh, seems like he's willing to admit that there at least might be a chance that, you know, when we die, it's lights out. But who knows? Maybe they harbor some kind of airy-fairy belief in, in some kind of vague higher power. And in fairness to Jacula, I actually kind of agree with him here. If you, like myself, hold an atheistic worldview, you still have to find a reason to get out of bed in the morning. You have to have some sense of purpose. Now, I don't claim to know with 100% certainty that there is no God or an afterlife, but that said, I'm very doubtful based on the man-made nature of religion and the lack of evidence for things like ghost spirits and afterlife and immortal soul, etc., etc., what keeps me going, I guess, is my desire to create, my desire to better myself, my hunger for experience, my chihuahua, my friends. Uh, you might say, well, what's any of that matter if you're just going to inevitably die and fade to black? Well, it's better than eating a shotgun, I guess, to put it crudely. And what, I should embrace some superstitious belief system um, just to pacify myself, even if my reason tells me it's not true? Uh, I don't think so. I like to think I have more integrity than that. And in closing, I hope I wasn't too hard on these guys. I know it was a live stream and everyone's kind of groping for the right words in the moment. And I especially want to say something to the young dude underneath the eyeball. <laughs> At one point in the stream, and hopefully he doesn't mind me uh, disclosing this, he was uh, really discussing openly uh, his struggles with suicidal ideation and how he had even attempted suicide several times. So uh, let's push all this weighty philosophical talk about theism versus atheism to the side for a moment. You know, you're a young guy with your whole life ahead of you. I might not agree with everything you said, but you seem intelligent. And, and as a straight dude, why do I feel the need to keep mentioning that? Am I overcompensating? Uh, anyway, you know, you look like a handsome young guy. You got way too much going for you to be thinking about suicide. Not that you should commit suicide if you're, you know, ugly and stupid. But, uh, but uh, you know, you might be thinking if you ever watch this, well, you don't know all the stuff I'm going through. And as someone who's wrestled with depression, I know firsthand that people can tend to fool themselves into thinking that they're the only ones going through whatever it is they're going through, that their problems are worse or bigger or more insurmountable than anyone else's. Uh, well, that's not true. Whatever you're going through, others have gone through it before. You're not alone in that. 
Uh, you're a young kid with your whole life ahead of you. Find something you're passionate about. Uh, it's not easy, but try to keep pushing through the darkness. I, I don't know how much of your depression is chemical, how much of it is nature versus nurture. Uh, but you may want to consider getting help. Maybe try finding a doctor or therapist if you haven't already. And and maybe, uh, you know, atheism's not for you. Maybe it's not the right path. Maybe you do need something more to believe in. And if that helps you hang on, you know, that's fine in my book. Uh, be well, man. And uh, with that being said, uh, you know, thanks for listening, everyone. You know, the drill, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you want to help the show out monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash the week in doubt. And uh, I guess with that being said, um, until next week.